What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to a new episode. I am super, super excited for our next guest because he is a fashion icon straight from Antwerp. His name is Jonathan Zegbe, but the real ones call him John de Gaulle. Hello, hello. Bonjour, bonjour. Me and you, we know each other. So this is not like I'm talking to a stranger, but still, yeah, there are a lot of things that I don't know about you mm -hmm. and I've seen you evolve from when we were together in high school. I always yeah. forget that yeah. we did one year together in high yeah. school. Uh, it was very fun and, you know, just see you evolve in fashion, see how you're doing. John, for the people who don't know you, can I say yes. John? You or can do say you? John. Okay. Or John the Gold. John. What do people say to you, actually? They call me all kind of names. Jonathan, 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 and Yadro. Yeah, for the fam fam. For the fam like fam. Big brother Jonathan. Yes. In Lingala. Yeah, in Lingala. Okay. I'm just going to say John. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, my first question that I ask all my guests yes. who are you? Ooh. So, I'm Jonathan Zegbe. That's my full name. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Zegbe. I'm 32 years old. I work for Le Creuset. I also do some fashion creative jobs, like I'm uh, styling lookbooks, um, doing styling for artists and for other people. Uh, I also work together with my mom. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so cute. What Since, do you do? So we provide a lot of African shops, traiteurs, um, and all those kind of things. Are oh, nice. Of um, uh, food, like all African foods that we import to Belgium. Wow. So we have clients in Ghent, Antwerp, Brussels, Mons, Verviers. And that's, these are the clients that I remember. And I live in Antwerp. I'm a, I'm a single guy living in Antwerp. So holla at me. <laughs> Looking for love. Okay. Looking for love and romance. That's, yes. that's a very short description of who I am. And as a person. Yes. Who are you? As a person, I am a very evolving 32-year-old millennial without kids who is doing therapy, who is working on working on his traumas, mm -hmm. working on generational curses, oh, wow. working you're on financial trauma. Wow, you're yeah. just a straight up catch. Do you think this <laughs> right? is Love Island or something? <laughs> this is called What's Up With Red, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to hook you up with the next person. No, but it's just, yeah, it's just who I, what I'm doing right now, what I'm focusing on right now. Mm, okay. It's really that. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, I'm happy that you. you're on that journey. Mm. Who came up with your nickname? Because I feel like Ooh, John the Gold mm -hmm. was really the era that marked when you started fashion. Ooh, yes. Or actually, no. no, no. Yes, that's true. Because I actually, in the very beginning, beginning, beginning. In the beginning? <laughs> in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. Okay, was... Sorry, just a little disclaimer. <laughs> this episode is really going to be very loud, very... Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go left, right, yes. up, down, and center. So please just go with the vibe. Please so continue. So in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, I started like a little fashion blog called Antwerp Street Fashion. It was never John the Gold in the beginning. Oh. It was just a blog, and in that time, I think it's '08. Blogs were just starting to like grow up as mushrooms, like mm. in Holland, in France, in everywhere, but in Belgium, it was a really very tiny community of bloggers, mm -hmm. especially fashion. Fashion blogging was really small. Mm. You had, you had, who, who did you have? Oh, you had like um, Ruth van Soom, you had Nathalie de Schepper, 
you had Pauline, you had... That's all the people I know. Oh, you had Matthias, uh, Matthias Geerts. That's all you really had of people in Belgium that I thought like, huh. Mm-hmm. So I just started like writing and like collecting photos online, creating mood boards. And that's where my mood board aesthetics all like came alive. But that's a story for later. Mm-hmm. And uh, just writing articles about trends. Like men's mm-hmm. menswear was my thing. Mm-hmm. So I would write like trends that would come arrive in Belgium like five years later or something. Mm. But I was always like on trends when it came to Paris, Paris fashion, London fashion, um, Italian fashion. And then um, just the, the, the atmosphere of blogging, the blogosphere was evolving. So you had to show your face, actually. <laughs> if you wanted to monetize, you, have to, you had to show your face mm. because they wanted a face with the voice. They had a voice mm-hmm. because you, you can read an article, mm-hmm. but you still sometimes want a face. Oh, okay. You want to get a face with the person who is talking to you via, yeah, yeah, the, via blog. the blog. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, uh-huh, I, I understand. So I started following like the huge bloggers from New York, Paris, London, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was like, okay, I need to change up my whole routine and like be on Instagram because Instagram was also like oh, popping. Yeah. The beginning, the beginning, beginning. Yeah. It was like popping. And now I'm talking oh, oh 09, eh? oh, oh, yeah. that era. And I, oh, Trudy, Trudy Danso. Oh, Trudy, Trudy, I love her. Shout out to Trudy. Yeah, shout out to Trudy. Trudy was the one who was like, John, you have to show your face now. Otherwise, what are we doing? Wow. Because that's not the model here, you know? Yeah. You're young, you're you're cute, you want to show off, you have a nice style, just show it. Yeah. Instead of showing random pictures of other people, mm. <laughs> like street, uh, street, style, street style images mm. and uh, like uh, color patterns. It was really interesting because I also always worked in like retail, mm-hmm. like shops, so mm. it was just natural for me. Mm. And then I started John the Gold, I think in 2011 or two, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, 2011 or 2012. Just the same concept, but with my face and I worked together. My first photographer was Thomas van Ooywegen. My second photographer was Tatiana Hendricks. I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Mm. I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to, I had a lot to prove. I wanted to prove it. You my had blog. nothing to lose, but I you had, had a lot to prove. I had That's a an interesting lot to one. prove because the, in all these blogosphere, all the magazines, the writer, the street style stars, the models, the designers, was there any black people? Nope. Mm. And I was like, oh, why not? So I was like, maybe that's a way to like, you know, like just just, just go into it and see what it, what it will give in the future. Mm-hmm. So I just started with the looks. That was my 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 forte always. The looks, the looks, the looks. But also, still is, huh? still is. Mm-hmm. The looks You're is still really is. You're really good at that. Thank you very much. <laughs> but also, like just writing about the trends, knowing that I will predict the styles who will come upon us. In three years to five years, I was like, ooh, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. The high tie boots saw that coming. How so, do you see that coming? I never understand how people see trends coming. I don't understand how I see it coming. I just... <laughs> I, it just comes also, to you guess, as a revelation. It, it's, it's God. <laughs> God did. <laughs> it's really God, but it's also yourself. And just when you're with a lot of people who are into style and who have a personal style... And who look up to like people who live in f- who live in the big fashion cities? Mm-hmm. You're going to pick up on trends very easily. 
and when when your life is going through Pinterest styles and fashion and Vogue and w, uh, w magazine and the British Vogue and and l'officiel homme, well, you will know what what the trends are. But how do you know just from looking into a magazine what the trend is? Because in the magazine mm -hmm. is the trend that is now. That is now no in the magazine. It's, it's yeah. not in the magazine is a trend that is coming. That will be in stores. The yeah. fir the first looks you get. Uh, um, let's take for instance Fashion Week right now. Mm -hmm. These are the next collections. True, true, true. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you can also build off of that and say, okay, so the high tie or like the flare is coming back. Mm. Maybe it's giving 70s. Mm. You know, maybe it's give because when you look at like a flare pants. Mm -hmm. A flare pants goes with like you know like like maybe a western shirt for mm -hmm. men like a denim western shirt with like fringes and then you have like the cowboy hat mm -hmm. and then you have like the the porn glasses maybe so you know like okay this vibe is going to be yeah. a little bit a dolly thing. parton voilà, exactly mm -hmm. so you just know and we grew up with a lot of pop references fashion True. references and music videos so it's in us i think it's just in us Us millennials, we grew up with, with like MTV, but MTV. <laughs> It's in us and we can't just shake it off. So yeah, that was a that always has always been a forte of mine, just just predicting like what is fashion going to be for us men? Mm -hmm. Not always women, but but specifically men mm. in like one year, two years, three years. And in Belgium it's very easy because we are slow. <laughs> we are so we slow. We are so slow. So right, I remember. But that's crazy like one because year. Antwerp yeah. is the fashion is a fashion city, right? We have six or even more now. We have six people who are high end fashion who yes. came from Antwerp who studied in Antwerp. Yeah. So how come we're so slow? Because we are a very small conservative country, and we don't shop very out loud. We don't shop out loud. How do you shop out loud? Shopping out loud is me going to like a thrift store, buying like something pink <laughs> and then buying like cowboy boots, buying a cowboy hat. Mm. That's not the regular way how men shop dress. in Belgium yeah, and how they dress in Belgium. So for them, bon, I say shop out loud because I think in their place, that's mm. how they view me. But for me, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to buy my cowboy outfit right now. Maybe an overall, yeah. maybe a kimono. I don't know. Just what I feel like wearing. But it's not the way the regular Belgian guy shops or thinks. Mm. You know, so there's a difference between, yes, we, we are a fashion city because one of the biggest design, Dries van Noot, on the mule of the mule meester. <laughs> As the Americans say, like all those people, they all have studied in Antwerp and they created so much for fashion. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of collections that you see during Paris Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, London Fashion Week, even even Milan Fashion Week. You really see their influence. Mm -hmm. Like Dries van Noten is unmatched. Dries van Noten Dries is van Noten? undisputable. He's incontournable. Amen. All of it. All of the above. And I think because of that... Of, of that sparkle that they have, mm -hmm. that's why Belgium is like, oh, wow, Antwerp, yay, fashion city. Mm -hmm. But we have more fast fashion shops than designer shops. So how we do? are... Duh. Have you seen how the Mer? The Mer is like high street. The Mer is fast fashion. I'm sorry. H&M, fast fashion, Zara, fast fashion. Yeah, Primark, okay, but like, it's like maybe six or seven. We have Dries van Noten. We have Anne de Meulemeester, we have Eif van der Vorst, 
And then we have like the princess shops. Um, But you have what's her name? Uh, Chloe, Chloe Golds, Goldberger. Goldbrenner, Goldberger. Gold, yeah, you know yeah, her, what I, with yeah, the bags. Yeah. And then we, yeah, and then we have her. But how? And we have much? Ben Simmons. Yes, but that's it. No, we have a lot. I don't think we have a lot of designer stores in Antwerp for it to be called. Uh, it's a city of fashion. Okay, because you know we have I mean? all the other stores. We have Louis Vuitton. We have yes, because we have to have Louis Vuitton. But Gucci store is gone. Where did it go? We don't have a Gucci store in Antwerp anymore. Oh, we don't have don't? a Prada store. We don't have Yves Saint Laurent. We don't. Do, we now have a Burberry. Oh, no, we yeah. always had a Burberry, but we now have a Dior store, and they don't have everything. <laughs> so, what's the point? It's always sold out. <laughs> It's always sold out. <laughs> we 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 have Zadig El Voltaire. <laughs> yeah, and Karl Lagerfeld. And Karl Lagerfeld. But mm-hmm. when you go to Paris, and Delvaux, we have we ha- we gotta have Del- Delvaux is Belgian. If we didn't have that in Antwerp, <laughs> whoa! But I don't think we have enough design, like really Real desi- high end yeah. designers. Mm. We don't have a Balenciaga store. Yes. Sorry, we lost. <laughs> but we have Louis. Louis has an amazing taste. It's also in Antwerp. It's a, it, they have an amazing taste, and they have like all. You mean the Louis nice Vuitton? Wesley? Uh, no, uh, Louis is a designer store. They have like different designer brands in their store. Uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like Princess, but way more high ender. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think we deserve. <laughs> Sorry for all the fashion people. I don't think we deserve the name Fashion City just because when you look around, it's not giving Fashion City. Mm. Have, the people are not dressed they're in not a fashionly way, exactly whatever that means. And okay, when you go to Paris, not everybody is like, oh my god, Yves Saint Laurent. Avec mon petit poisson. I'm so I'm sorry, we're just mocking but, the French but, right now. But you, when you go downtown, people are dressed up. Mm. People, are, people have a very nice personal taste of clothing, and that's what I like when I go to Paris. Okay. I like this. Let mm. me bounce back on this. Yes. If you look, for example, we're, we're both Congolese, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been in Kinshasa. I've been in Kinshasa. We know that we Congolese people, especially in Kinshasa, we love to show up and show out. Mm. Would you call, well, maybe not a fashion city, but people are fashion-oriented uh, in Kinshasa. Okay, like that. Um, I actually, th- my opinion about mm-hmm. just Congolese people and fashion, mm-hmm. they are so avant-garde. Mm. Oh, they are, s- like, even in the 90s, mm. the Italians were, were, like, photographing us, like, writing about Congolese people and their fashion, les sapeurs, because they knew Congolese people, bon, the well-dressed men from mm. Congo, when they show out, they show out, mm. and they will give you that runway piece. Mm. They will give you that Korean brand, like mm. Yoshi Yamamoto. Mm. Even in Antwerp, people were like, oh, Yoshi Yamamoto? But Yoshi Yamamoto was a thing. And he's recognized throughout the years everywhere. True. Even so, I heard that name in my household. Mm-hmm. I know. Yes. It's just because we are avant-garde when you look at Papa Wemba, when you look at Kofi uh, Olomide, mm. super avant-garde. I'm yeah. happy for us. At yes, least we I'm have that. Very, yeah, we have that. <laughs> we have that going. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can really see that fashion is really your thing and it's always going to be. How did your environment react when you started, you know, blogging and posting <laughs> photos? Why are 
They were laughing at me at first, like, ah, bon, okay, avec tes petites photos, là, yeah. No, they were really very, not even skeptical, just like laughing it away, like, ha, 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 yeah, whatever. Uh, I I remember my my cousin Yadiva. Sorry, <laughs> if you hear this, I remember her. Like, ah, you're going to take some pictures. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, great. You have a blog. Okay, that's good for you. But that's I'm telling you that again. That's when blogging was not known in Belgium. Mm. It was like just like a phenomenon. Oh, these bloggers, mm. and you can you you couldn't really do anything with it just for it to be a passion. It was just a passion, mm. and. Then more came from it, and 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 I just uh, I also won like a, um, a blogger award. Oh, you did! Yeah, I did. Oh I, I still have it at home. Yes. I think oh, it's a Zalando blogger award. That was that. Nice. Yeah. And when they saw that, it was like, oh, well, okay, okay. And then when they see me traveling and going to there for X and blah blah brand, mm. they were like, oh wow, now we want your money. <laughs> People don't check up on you unless the people, check is coming. People do not check up on you until you are, for them, successful. Exactly. But for them, successful for you is just working hard. Mm. And like trying to set priorities here and there. Exactly. God. So yeah, they were very skeptical. But at the end, they were like, okay, wow. We actually really like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because I also had to talk with my with the non-toxic side of my family, my, my father's side uh, of the family. And they were really understanding. Mm -hmm. Because the youth was not always so glamorous. Mm -mm. You know, I really wanted to create new memories for myself, new experiences for myself, go out of my comfort zone, get to know new people. And I actually still didn't know what I wanted to do eventually in my life. Mm. Because blogging is not... Blogging is blogging. It's mm. like still like a hobby-ish thing which you can monetize. Mm -hmm. But I still wanted like... Uh, like Or a job or a business. Or no, no, no. So I still was searching for myself, for mm -hmm. my purpose. That's mm -hmm. the right way to say it. So um, uh, they were really like, okay, you're really looking for a purpose right here. So that's actually cool. Yes. And the side of my mom was like, hey, yeah, join. Okay, maybe so... <laughs> You left us. <laughs> you left us behind. You're a superstar now. You're only in Paris. Well, how has that evolved? So mm -hmm. you say you work at Le Creuset now. Yes. In these 11 years, how would you describe your career? What were the oh highlights? God. Oh, my God. Actually, the highlights. So uh, the blog was a highlight uh, as when I um, won that award, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when was thank that? You. It was in 2012, I think, or 13. Okay. Then we started an online magazine called Enfant Terrible with two friends of mine. Uh, that, oh, wow. That magazine was special because it started from a frustration. Mm. It started from nobody is telling the truth. About? You can read Vogue mm. and they will literally sell you like, oh, here, the new Louis Vuitton campaign is so amazing. You have to like it now. But it's not. Okay. It's actually not. That H&M Kenzo collection is actually not so good. And we were like, why don't we talk about that instead of always praising the brands and what they're doing? Why not talk about the lack of diversity mm -hmm. and the lack of, of just inspiration? Because mm -hmm. a, a lot of collections are just like an inspiration from 1978, from the old Balmain. And then they bring it on to the new house and they're like, oh, yay, oh my God, it's so perfect. But not everybody will like it. Mm -hmm. There's a new generation who wants new things. So it really started from a frustration. We gathered around. 
And we were like, okay, let's start it now. We need a French name, a cool French hot name. And we're just going to name it Enfant Terrible. And it started. And Why my Enfant Terrible? Because, because of the Enfant Terrible-ness. It's a reaction <laughs> to the mainstream. And in Belgium, when you react to mainstream, it's, it's always Enfant Terrible. Okay. Like bad kid. Like, yeah, like yeah. the bad kid, but the bad smart kid. Mm. The bad intellectual kid. Who okay. Tell like you Dennis the Manis. Voilà. Mm. Inderdaad. <laughs> Sorry for the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that highlight, whoa. I have so many highlights, but on Vente Rible. We have uh, time. One highlight was <gasps> the Celine after party. Oh my God. Uh, we were not even invited to the Celine after party. We crashed a Celine after party with some models that we knew, I think. Mm-hmm. And who was there? Uh, Hedy Sliman was like the, the head designer of, um, uh, of Celine. The new one was there. Uh, Kate Moss was there. What? Naomi Campbell. No. Bro. Get out of here. Bro. I was like, <gasps> that was my reaction. Like, <gasps> and everybody, every model, because I, I'm, a, I'm very visual. Was so it in Antwerp? It was in Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Like, how do you dare even how do ask? You dare even... Did we just have a whole conversation about how Antwerp is not a fashion city? <laughs> not a fashion city? <laughs> Otherwise, we would have had Antwerp Fashion Week, but let's not talk about that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it a thing at a moment? It was a yeah. thing. No, Antwerp Fashion Weekend, but let's not laugh at that because they tried. They tried. They True. really tried. You because shouldn't we laugh have... at no. people for trying. Yes, because it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to mm-hmm. have, but it should be better. And it was like a, um, a private party. So there was like no pictures, no cameras, no nothing. Just models going crazy with an Did open bar. Did you have bar. to give your phone at the mm. entrance? No, just oh. respect oh, the policy. Okay. And I was so honored. I was like, I'm going to respect the policy. It's okay. <laughs> I see everyone respecting It's the policy. Okay. I'm going to respect the policy. I'm going to respect the policy. <laughs> and open bar. We had so much fun. And I had like, because I'm a fan of lookbooks. I always check out lookbooks. I always mm-hmm. check out like, oh, the new collection of um, um of a uh, fear of god is out let me check the collection mm. and i saw like all the models that i saw throughout the years in life I was like ah you are balenciaga fa fa 2019 <laughs> <laughs> you are balma ss 2008 i was like i was in heaven that was really a highlight for me another highlight was that we broke the internet with our first shoot with olga layers It was oh, like a big I remember thing. that thing. It was yeah, like yeah. a big thing. It was so our first So for people splash. who don't know, who are not from Flanders, yes. Olga Leijers is actually the daughter of a famous singer in Flanders. Uh, and another highlight, everything was a highlight. And just getting to know them also was refreshing. Because getting I, to know who? Getting to know um, uh, my two colleagues from Enfantelibre, okay, which yeah. we started the magazine with with was refreshing because I never had like friends who were so on the same level as me, which we could build a magazine with, you know? Yes. And uh, then I was not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That was also a highlight. That was a highlight, but that was a highlight, not per se positive though. Okay. That was when I left Enfant Terrible. There was not a positive highlight, more negative, but I also had my fair share of lessons mm. there. You know? Okay. Do you want to so, talk yeah. about it? Oh, I want to talk about it. I actually want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think because I never, we, we never talked about this. Actually. We've never talked about it. No. I heard a lot of things yes. here and there. Mm-hmm. 
because obviously people lo- love to talk. Love to talk. So I don't know, but I'm very, very pleased and honored, mm-hmm. honestly, that you want to share this with me of and course, then with, you, with yes. the audience. Yes. Um, so, so can we, I ask questions? Yeah. Ask the questions. Yeah. Okay. So I know that because you describe you have a you had a very strong friendship and yeah. it was really like you guys the three musketeers yeah. in fashion yes. and everyone was really looking up to you because to all three of you mm-hmm. because at that moment you created something that was never done you know you had an online magazine it mm. was booming people were reading your articles even i was reading it i'm not really into fashion i know i look very fashionable but mm. i'm not really into fashion like that and i really enjoyed reading it so when i heard that you had a fallout with them i was really shocked because i was like huh And then, you know, the rumor mill starts and people were speaking about money, about all kinds of things. So I just want to know from you what went down. Ooh, child. Actually, what went down, the main trigger was on my side. What do you mean? Boom, not the main trigger. The the cause, the main cause was really on my side because it was also like, well, not sudden, but it was just, uh, it was financial. Let's just say that. Okay. It was financial. It was about money. It was about money on my side. Like piling up bills and blah, blah, blah. And then because I'm, well, I'm a... I have my company. So you were an independent and you had your company. And you worked for Enfant Terrible as an independent. Yes. Let's say that. And was in um, Enfant Terrible as, as itself an entity? Was it a company as well? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, not yet. That's the thing. And so from my side, mm-hmm. financially, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. I was a fucking train wreck. But we had to keep that train going, you mm-hmm. know? And I just, mm-hmm. I, I had so, I have so many regrets. Like, what if this? What if I had like just, just set my head straight and just really fix that or talk to them because that's something I actually didn't do. Mm. I didn't say like, okay, whoa, this is a mess and let's help me, please. <laughs> you but know? What do you, when you say that, do you speak of your own company or do you mean like... My the own, no, my own okay. company. Yeah, yeah, my own. My you own mean like bills. sharing with my, them like because they're your friends yeah, voila, and because you that, share everything? That. Okay. Mm. And I think I had some kind of shame or some restriction mm. or some, I don't know, trauma or something that didn't let me go to them and say like, oh, yo, Dries and Ruth... I am here. I am. I, I am I'm sinking. Drowning I'm drowning. Okay. I'm sinking. Bales. And I even remember we were at Paris Fashion Week mm-hmm. that week, and my mom calling me, "Yo, Zorandaku, go back home," because I was living at my mom's. You guys, yo, which Zoran- is not a shameful thing to do. Which is not a shameful thing to do. But you don't want to live with my mom <laughs> <laughs> mentally <laughs> for your mental health. You don't want to live with my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyways, she was like calling me like, you got to come home now. Mm. Because these bills here, these are not for me. And I'm actually very tired of seeing these bills here. Mm. So I'm what I'm going to do if you're not here in like fucking one hour, mm-hmm. your address is gone from my house. But why did it matter to her that you had because bills? Uh, she she just don't like it, or she also had a trauma from her experiences with bills, mm-hmm. and it was like her home, so they were not coming to get her stuff. 
You see what I'm like? It was she was thinking that it was very oh, simple. Okay, for okay, her. I see. So if you didn't pay your bills, uh, yeah. the um, yeah. The collector was the, going to come voila, knocking on the door, on the door, yeah, at and, her house, yeah, and, her, voila. and collect her, her stuff. Things. Yes, okay. It I was see. really that situation. She was like, "Nope, I'm not having it." Mm. <laughs> and I, I remember coming home, and she was like, "Well, I erased your your address here, so you're." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm homeless." Can people do that? People can do that so easily. How? I don't. You just go to the to the to the community to the town hall. Yeah, to the town hall. And you tell them, my son doesn't live here anymore. Can you erase his address, please? Thank you. Bye. Eh. But don't you have to confirm that you don't live there? No, apparently not. Apparently not. That is so... That is so weird. Because so, what if she kills you? Not that your mom would yeah, kill you. I, but like, <laughs> if someone murdered you? No. And they say like, oh, they don't live here anymore. Well, And then you... And they think, oh, maybe they became homeless. And then nobody watch out for you. Yeah. That's I, so weird. I was... My address was at the post. Can you have an address there? You can have like a, 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 a oh, database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you a can mailbox. Have, you can have like a mailbox and that is like your temporary address. Okay. We have to go there and just like uh, pay a sum mm -hmm. and ask for a key so that all your bills can go to that. Bon, or your, your, just your mail can go to that post address. Okay. <gasps> I was so afraid. Of what? Of everything, of the bills, of the blah blah blah, and the 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 the, the worst thing is because I had so well, I have, I was so afraid. I was just listening to my mom for some reason, and she was like, "You have to pay this," and I had like an amount from myself and from Enfant Terrible on my bank account, and zip. Mm. I was like, "Oh my god, I did this." And shame and 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 like deceit within yourself. I was like, oh my god, the n went MIA for like a month. Everybody was looking for me. My sister, even like my mom. Dries, Where did you go? Ruth. I was literally in Antwerp at my auntie's at my auntie's place. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, Rana. Sorry. Sorry, I'm really, really bad at actually like, well, yeah, okay. Sorry. You, uh, um, so, and uh, and in that time, I was also looking for a job. Because okay. when I came out, I was like, oh, you know what? That was nice, though, I your auntie to, to keep you and Aww. not tell everyone. Yes, yeah, yeah. She, she, she didn't even tell my mom. Wow, her own sister. Her own, but they have a special bond. They are fighting for my love. So oh, okay. I knew I had to go there. And I was like... The most stressful period of my life. I can imagine. <sighs> And I was so ashamed. I was like, oh my God, am I going to say what I'm going to do? Because you <laughs> lost two people. I lost who... two friends who, who would definitely... Because at the moment I thought like, oh no, they won't accept this. It's not their lifestyle. They're not mm. like me. Were no, you We no. see you as like stop using the n word. Please. Sorry, sorry. Oh my god, I did, I did that. Yeah, twice. okay, sorry. Were you afraid that it would come off as like, oh no, the poor black kid, the poor black kid doesn't know how to handle his bills? You know, yeah, it's actually that. It's actually really that it's deep really inside. Shame. It's really the yeah. shame, actually. Mm -hmm. But my sister, she was like there. She called them the. The contact between us two mm. went through my sister. 
Okay. And I'm so thankful of that. Mm. She was like, yeah, I know. I, I know that Jonathan doesn't do this, but well, he did it. And mm. I, oh, I, we don't know why. Let me talk to him. And then she, she had me on the phone. She talked to me like, yo, what you did is like so foul. I'm like, I know. I was crying on the phone with my sister. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I am drowning. And clearly, I didn't feel comfortable enough telling them that. Mm. But that also ruined our friendship since then. And until uh, now. then, until now, mm. we don't have contact anymore. Until now. And then I remember like one month later or so, uh, uh, I sent a text and I was just honest. I was like, Yo, guys, I'm so sorry. I did it. I took the money from the account. I s solved half of half of my bills only. And can that we was, know how much it was? No, you cannot know how much it was. <laughs> you cannot know how much it was. It's private. <laughs> and, um, oh, no, it's private. You wanted to say it? I almost wanted to say it, but I was like, no, it's private. Because I heard some stories. Like, oh, no, but it's still private. Can I'm, you just say like the figures? How many zeros? Four. Four zeros? Four four numbers. Oh. So it's only a only, only. a couple a couple of thousand. A couple of thousand. Yeah. I heard like fifteen thousand and twenty twenty thousand yeah. and shit. I'm like, y'all crazy. <laughs> I I literally heard fifteen K. If I stole fifteen K <laughs> You would have kept <laughs> it to yourself, not even paid a bill. Yo, bye Cancun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're not serious in this spot. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Sorry. And then I sent a text. I was like, Dries Ruth, I'm so sorry. This is not bon. This is not me, blah blah. But I I I really did this. And I went like MIA and mm. I'm so the trust, you don't even have to trust me anymore. Because I wouldn't trust myself anymore. Mm. So I really want to meet you. I really want to meet you. Let's have an arrangement that I could pay like my uh, my uh that I could pay my debt off and like give you your money so that mm. Because it was a company of three. Well, it was a thing of three. Mm -hmm. And they agreed. And I started my payment installments. And yeah. That okay. was... But oof. I had dreams. I dreamt. I literally dreamt about Dries and Ruth in my dreams. During like one year. Was it a dream or a, a nightmare? nightmare. <laughs> yeah, a nightmare. <laughs> like I would see them back. I would like re relive that moment of stress I was in. Mm. And then I was like, I will never be financially broke like that. Mm. I will I never want to be financially not on point like that. Mm. Never again. Now if I see like just at a set, mm. I'm like <laughs> right now even because though it's only I, due for it, next month or know, in right? two months yeah, yeah. but uh, still it's a trauma and i just never want because i'm so people who know me know like i'm so not a thief mm. but True. yeah situations never say never but yeah just situations mixed with shame mixed with oh no i want people to see me this way or that way well when mm. you're financially not on point look for help Mm. And I did that. Like I have like um, uh, a financial assist, well, financial aid mm -hmm. program. Or like just managing. Okay, when when I have a bill coming in, then okay, we're going to allocate this for that. When you have like um, uh, uh, an invoice, is that a mediator? It's a, a mediator, fin yeah. a financial mediator, just okay. to help me 
through things and also that I understand yeah, a lot of things. Usually it's a lawyer who... No? Yeah. It's a lawyer, right? No, usually it's uh, an accountant. Oh, it's an accountant. It's okay. an accountant, actually. Okay. But they also do some other things for me. Okay. So um, uh, I directly uh, did that. I also moved away from my mom because I was like, I can't handle the stress that she she always threw on, on me. <laughs> Can we go back a little yeah. and just try to see how did those bills pile up? Ooh, it's just um, forgetting, being nonchalant. Buying fashion stuff? Buy, I, I never really bought oh, fashion. Yeah. A lot of things I just got from, from like the brands we were working with. Okay. I buy secondhand with my own money and that's always been the case. Mm. I never buy like, um, like designer. If I buy designer, I buy something good that lasts and I'm like, okay, Safa. But I will never give away my last money for designer. I mm. love fashion, but I love my food too. Yeah. So it was, it was really the nonchalance of it all. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, you have to go to Paris. Yes, you have this the X shoot this week. Yes, you have this to do. But yes, you also have to get your finance and your administration straight. Mm. And... I never actually did that well in the in the beginning. <laughs> so, well, I guess that was like my lesson learned. Mm -hmm. My big lesson. <laughs> and do you think, because that's something that happens quite often mm -hmm. with Congolese people. Because yes. I'm Congolese. I'm just going to yeah. say Congolese people. I don't want to say uh, people for some, mm -hmm. from sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. But... I feel like there is indeed a financial illiteracy yes. and there's no one really who can teach them or whatever. Because even me, uh, for example, at our households, because, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up with a single mom. Mm -hmm. With us, the motto was always money comes and go live it up. That was literally the motto. It's still my motto now. And, you know, financially, I'm not broke, but I'm not rich either, mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like would I would my financial bank account be different if I would save more or invest more or whatever. Now I'm yes. starting to invest, mm -hmm. um, which is good, but, it, you know, it's going slowly. And a part of me is like, I want to do that. But the other part of me is like, the motto is still, it's true, though. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, that's also... It's just me, my character. I don't want to be someone who has like, I don't know, 60,000 on my bank account and I'm working every single day from nine to five for someone and I bought a house, but I'm still working nine to five. You know what I mean? I'd rather have 5,000 in my bank account and doing what I'm doing now and be happy and just take it day by day. Yes. So I've evolved tremendously in that way because like i used to be like oh i want everything but now mm -hmm. i'm like no i really just my job secures like my rent mm -hmm. and those bills and when i work with my mom or i do like some extra some extra uh, mm -hmm. that is f like for the bills the that luxury. goes yeah the luxury but yeah. also the bills that comes with invoicing mm. and all of that mm. and then the little that you get from it well you can go and go to restaurants Live it up. Live it up. Go on a date with somebody. Pay the bill. Because I pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw it in there. Yeah, We're I talking about serious yeah. stuff. Here but he is again, Mr. Romance. Yep. But yeah, I I, I think you're right. I'd rather have 5000 in my bank account than 
everything mm-hmm. because I would like the everything. But right now, I'm not into the hard work that comes with it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Everything. Let's be honest. Working is not fun. Everything means working for someone sleep, else. Working for voilà. someone else. But also sometimes working for yourself and wanting everything, you gotta have your sleep. Sleep eight hours. You're not going to be fresh when you sleep four hours. Exactly. You know? so, And your mental health will just like go down. So, and mental health is really huge for me right now. So for the moment, I'd rather have 5K. Yes. But maybe I will evolve into <laughs> wanting When you more. have kids or whatever. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. perhaps. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. No, because you know what? We, we grew up in this uh, Western culture Um, European culture of always accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. It's never enough. Nothing is ever enough. And for me, yeah, I feel like this is also part of healing your inner child of always wanting to live up to a certain image, having a certain title, working a certain somewhere. For me, it was also like that. Like I pursued things that were actually just not per se expected from me, but something that would give me more value, value. quote unquote, to my name, to the person that I am, not just a pretty face, Mm -hmm. not just this, not just a black girl from a single mother, which I'm very proud to be. Mm -hmm. By the way, my mom is awesome. She did an amazing job. I mean, look at me. Yeah, but it's something that we really need to unlearn and it's different for everyone else. If you want to work nine to five and just save your money and, you're, you know, do that thing. But for me, honestly, I just had to get out of the rat race. I totally understand you mm-hmm. because we have so many expectations. And sometimes well, if when you know yourself, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, damn, why did I do that? Because that, that was clearly nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? Why did I do that? <laughs> why was I even friends with X person? Oh my and god. Sometimes it's really like it, it's it's indirectly it's really the position and you know you're seen with X. Do you like, remember oh when god. we were in high school the oh friends my, that I oh had? Oh my god. <laughs> and afterwards these friends were also my friends too. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I but you know what? I was uh-huh. so conscious mm. of the people I was surrounding myself with. Me not. I was really conscious. Like the OLV kids, mm-hmm. the international, the Antwerp International School kids, mm-hmm. the the people who I would surround myself with from even from St. Lutiardis. Mm-hmm. I was very conscious always. I knew that, mm, okay. You, you can give me this, you can give me that. You, you, you have a you pool. You are the club. You are the club. <laughs> you're the pool. You're the DJ. You're vacation. Yeah. Oh, I was wow. I was actually always always very conscious because from my house in my household mm. it was so ghetto <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it was i i can't believe you just really said it i swear even asking what do you mean <laughs>